You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. One significant word in the text is unbelief. And if you'll notice, unbelief, in one sense, based upon the text, is tied into God. And so we want to deal with people that don't believe God. But I want to deal with it uh, theologically in giving you three, three definitions in reference to a person not believing God. When you do not believe God, it hinders him from making you free. John 8, 31 and 32 says in part, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. To make is to create. He's going to, to cause a way to manifest out of no way. I said he's, he's going to cause a way to manifest out of no way. You don't have money to get it, but God going to cause it to come into your possession despite what you don't have. And if he can do that, that means he is a maker or a creator. But if you don't believe God, he can't make a way out of no way for you. Unbelief can hinder the miraculous. It can hinder God from doing what he desires to do for you. The truth will make you free. But if you don't believe truth, it's not going to happen. Woo, I say it's not going to happen. A person that has unbelief does not trust faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. According to Romans 10 and 17. When it comes to God's relationship with the person that has faith, God considers a person that's Operating in faith, a diligent person. And according to Hebrews 11 and 6, he will reward your faith or your diligence. Specifically, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without it or without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is 
and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But if I don't believe in the written and revealed word, I'm not receiving faith. And if I'm not listening to the word and, and taking it in my being and then thinking, talking, and doing it, it says that I'm not living a just life or life by faith so God can't reward me according to Hebrews 11 and 6. Because my diligence by thinking, talking, and doing the word of God is what causes him to release a reward. But again, if I don't believe, I'm not going to receive a reward from him. If I don't believe, I'm not going to receive a reward from him. Lastly, unbelief has to do with not believing that God can do the impossible. Mark 9 and 23 lets us know that with God, all things are possible. But when I allow a report to say to me, it's over. I don't have belief in God. That's the reason that the, the question comes up in, in Isaiah and Romans. And, and when the question came up, it was to God's people. Whose report are you going to believe? Somebody need to, need to answer that this morning because you done got something. Whether in the mail or somebody just handed it to you. And what was handed to you was in contrast to what God told you. And so the question is, whose report are you going to believe? But they say nothing can be done. But with God. Everything is possible. But you got to believe. With God, everything is, but you have to believe. And how many have, have, have found out that believing God is a process? You'll go through rounds where it seems like God is not going to do it. But God keeps his word. I love what Jesus said. Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall. But not. Not what he said. Not what he said. How many have learned God speaks directly and indirectly? It's written but God also reveals. I say it's written but God also reveals. Is that Bible? Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless. Unless. He reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. I'm going to tell somebody what I'm going to do in earth. I'm going to tell somebody who I'm going to heal in that church. I'm going to tell somebody when better is coming and better is it. I'm going to tell somebody when I'm getting ready to show up. 
and make happen what folks said wouldn't happen. How many have the testimony God has done what they said couldn't be done? God has made happen what they said wouldn't happen. Oh, some of y'all ain't got the testimony. I, I thought I was going to get at least 70 folk to stand up and say God done done what they said couldn't be done. God done made happen what they said wouldn't happen. And, and, and you know what? All of us battle unbelief. As good as God has been to us, we still wrestle with unbelief from time to time. And that's going to continue to happen. You know why? Because of the flesh. And what is the flesh? The part of you that is in contrast to the spirit of God. Or the will of God. And because of demons. As well as because of other folk, situations, and so forth. You're going to always be attacked by unbelief. Don't think it's strange when you're being attacked by unbelief. Just don't allow unbelief to get in your spirit. Or to get in you to the point to where you start thinking like an unbeliever. Talking like an unbeliever. And acting like an unbeliever. Because when you start doing that, you're cutting off your blessings. You cutting off your miracle. You cutting off God from doing what he promised. Even though it's a promise, if you start operating in unbelief, it'll hinder God. Jesus went to his town and folk were unbelieving. They got, they got to looking at him and, and listening to the word in, in a way that was in contrast to the will of God and the scripture States that he could not do mighty works there because of their unbelief. That thing you battle from time to time. You're going through something in your body and, and you keep getting these reports and, and the enemy keep feeding you with unbelief. How many know what I'm talking about? And so Paul had to deal with that in the church. Had to talk about it with the saints. And so notice again the question that he asked here in Romans 3 and 3. Let, let's consider it again. For what if some did not believe? And you got folk in the church, Christians, saints. That only believe certain things. 
You have saints that have limited belief. Limited belief will stop you from getting your heart's desire. But again, you have saints that have limited belief. They, they can't get past what they see. They just can't get past it. Can't get past what, what, what they say. I, I know what the pastor's saying. God will do it. But, but I, I, I just. I just can't see that. What pastor say. That's because you're walking by. What you see. Which you're told not to do. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk. By faith, not by sight. And, and then we, we, we're even given the reason why we don't walk by what we see or our senses. Even though sight is a wonderful thing. I love seeing. You love seeing? There's some beautiful things in this earth, right? But sight is a limited thing. Don't let a limited thing control your life. 2 Corinthians 4, 18 says the things that we see are, they're just not going to last. They're not going to last. But your unbelief can make things permanent that God never intended, intended to be permanent. Get this. God had every intention of taking Israel to the promised land. But their disbelief caused them to wander in the wilderness. And get this. Eventually die in the wilderness. That's what happened because of their unbelief. Do you hear me? Your unbelief can, can cause what was supposed to be temporary to be permanent. You're going through a sickness which, which God allowed to happen, but it's temporary. That's his thing. It's going to be temporary for him. But then you let your unbelief cause it to be permanent. God came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You, you can read that scripture and, and know that it's God's word, but your unbelief can cause you to stay in lack and never receive abundance. Even though John 10 and 10 is a promise. The one thing you don't need to have in reference to God is unbelief. I don't care how much you battle it, you never need to let unbelief get the upper hand. Every time the enemy tells you it ain't going to happen and you know his word, you say it is going to happen. 
You're going to be just like your daddy. Your daddy was broken. You're going to be broke. I ain't going to be broke because I got a different daddy than my daddy had. My daddy is Jesus. And he came that I might have some stuff and have stuff more abundantly. Because that's his wish for me. Third John 2, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does. Some folk get offended when you talk like I'm talking even though everything I'm saying I'm giving you scripture to back it up. Everybody ain't supposed to have but you, if you Christian you're supposed to have because that's what he came for. He came to give us eternal life. That's when we get to heaven. Baby, eternal life starts down here. The gift of God is eternal life. Come here, James 1 and 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from God. That means when God gives you something, you're going to start seeing benefits. Good equates benefits. If he give you eternal life while you're here on earth, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing benefits. God going to start blessing you with something you ain't never had. God going to start blessing you in the north, in the south, in the east, and in the west. Is that really Bible? Yes, it's Bible. God told Israel everywhere the your foot treads. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you in the field. I'm going to bless you in your house. I'm going to say to your neighbor everywhere you go. God got something for you. Oh, you better tell somebody everywhere you go. God got something for even when you go by accident, he's still going to bless you. I, I didn't mean to come this way. Well, God meant for you to come that way because he got a little something. Fight. God's people are not supposed to just sell for. When you was a sinner, you were selling for something you didn't really want. You don't despise small beginnings, but it, in no way does God not intend to bless you with your heart's desire. Why you say that, Pastor? If he said, if you delight yourself in him, he'll give you the desire of your heart that wasn't the play verse that wasn't the false verse God meant it if your desire is healing I dare you to praise not just in the church but when you get to the house give him praise letting him know my desire is for you to heal me from my crown to the sole of my feet Look at somebody and tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. Say to one more person, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like 
Notice the question. Notice the question again. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make his faithfulness? Or make the faithfulness of God without effect? Get, get this. You, got, you really got to understand this. Literally, effect means to work out. Y'all, y'all. Listen, listen, listen. Literally, effect means to work out. See, get, get this. See, sometimes folk, when they pray, and it doesn't happen, what they're asking for doesn't happen immediately. They little by little slip in to unbelief. And, and some of them will slip into unbelief because they think after asking God to do it three, four, five times and it hadn't happened, that is not going to manifest. But notice Paul says, look, their unbelief, will their unbelief cause the faithfulness of God to not be of effect? Paul said, certainly not. God going to work it out. Say to your neighbor, even if you don't believe, God still going to work it out. It may not happen for you, but if it's somebody else that's believing what you won't believe, in the process of time, God don't work it. That's the reason Paul penned pen in Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good to those who love God. To those who are the call according to his purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, God going to work it out. But don't let your unbelief cause it to be hindered or stopped. It may not come on your timetable. But God going to do it. Well, we got some witnesses in here this morning. It didn't come the day you wanted it to come. It didn't come the year you wanted it to come. It didn't come the month you wanted it to come. But when God calls it to come into being, it was right on time. Oh, you better high five three folks and tell them when it did happen. It was right on time. said when it did happen it was right on time won't he work it out won't he work it out
what God does and how he does it works. That's the reason some of us need to get out the driver's seat. See, that's the problem. You're trying to drive and, and, and God needs to be driving. And I hope you ain't got that little bumper sticker that say you're the co-pilot. He don't need no co-pilot either. Let him do all the driving. And you do the following. Because God will take you down some roads. You'll be like, I ain't never been down here before. But God has. He knows everything. He's omniscient. He sees everything. And he'll take you places you never dreamed of. He'll cause things to happen in your life you never expected. That'll leave you with your mouth wide open. Notice the text again. This is how I used to be. I, I, I just couldn't see how it could happen until I just got behind him. Is that right, God? You say you're going to do it, I'm just going to sit right here. And, and see, for a person like me, it's hard, it's hard not to be in that driver's seat. Oh, I ain't the only one. I thought I, thought I was going to hear somebody say, that, that's me too, Pastor. When you let God lead you, when you, when you get in your spirit, Proverbs 3, 5 and following, you start trusting in God with all of your heart and not leaning to your own understanding. God will take you down a path that will blow your mind. God will take you down a path that will cause miracles, blessings, and such to come your way. And not just for one day, but God will call these things to be with you continually. David so understood the blessings of God and how they will follow you, how they will overtake you to where he pinned after talking about being in the shadow of the valley of death. He pinned in Romans, well, in Psalm 23 and 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Get this. Oh, the days of my life. What was he saying? I'm going to be blessed the rest of my life. I'll never have to go back. To cleaning up the pastor. He blessed he going to bless me all the days of my life. Let's go further. 
seal in Romans 3 3. For what if some did not believe? Will that unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed or in truth. Let God be true. But every man, including your cousin who think he know everything. I, I like doctors. I, I, I do. I like, I like some doctors, not all doctors. I like doctors. Don't ever think I don't like doctors. I appreciate what they do. So forth and so on. But I don't like when they try to take the place of God. I mean, you might be all right with that. But when, when somebody tries to tell me based upon what done happened and based upon science and what they're saying is in contrast to what God said. That bothers me. He only has 30 days, maybe 32, to leave. But God said he got the appointment book. Now, are you telling me based upon science or, or God? Or you, he only has. Wait a minute now, Doc. You ain't God. I'm not trying to be on the disagreement page with you, but I am because of you. Say to your neighbor, you have to always remember. Whether it's a doctor, a preacher, a lawyer, or anybody else. There's only one alpha. One omega. There's only one first. And one last. Jesus said, I'm Alpha. I'm Omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the ending. I'm the one that was, is, and is soon to come. Me and Paul was on the same page. You see why? Let every Because you, you have some folks that can actually tell you how your life is going to be and how it's going to end. Now this is what bothers me about some of y'all. They don't, I'm, I got to talk to myself for a minute. They don't see that you're not smiling. I don't think they, they think you're just playing still, but they, they need to see that you ain't really smiling for, because you're getting ready to say something that might make them mad. But you go ahead and say it because you, you got to say it. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. All right, I'm through talking to myself. 
what upset me with some of y'all is that some of you will, will actually accept what folks say. Even though God done told you something different. You can't accept what God, I mean what other folks say. Versus what God done told you. Biblically, Paul told the church, he said, look, some of y'all have more faith in the created more so than the creator. And, and used to, old folks used to try to justify what doctors would say. I ain't trying to make you upset with, with me, but I'm just going to say this because this was a saying. Well, God gave the doctors knowledge. But he wasn't the only one. And some of the knowledge they give you didn't come from God. It came from research. Science. And it completely disregards the miraculous. It completely disregards you holding on what God promised in his word. Let's read Paul said, let every man, including the preacher, be a liar. But let God be true. Now Paul was on it. But before Paul penned this. Centuries before as a matter of fact. Moses had already talked about it to Israel. Who was. I'm believing at the time. I, I need to show you that. Let, let's go to the book of Numbers. 23. Numbers 23. Go there real quick. Numbers 23. 23 and 19. I'm going to read. Numbers 23 and 19. God is not a man that he should lie. What's the implication? Man will lie. Now, now, some men, when they tell you it's going to happen and it doesn't happen, will actually come back and say, look, we thought it was going to happen, but it, but it didn't. We were going by what we saw, but apparently something has changed. But some will not even come back. Now, get this. And you don't pay anything. They won't even come back and tell you that they're sorry for lying to you. God is not a man that he should lie. No. Help me. A son of man that he should repent. Has he said? 
and will he not make it good. Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I can't reverse it. When he told me to declare it better, even when COVID came, I couldn't reverse it. I couldn't reverse it. I believe, Pastor, that no, 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 because he kept doing it in the midst of it. Why? He God. He God. God will not lie. And if he's going to do certain things, he's going to tell his servants. Now get that? His servants. You agree? But we need to get in our being that he's not going to lie to us. He's not going to lie. So, so when unbelief comes, whether it's a person trying to get you not to believe, a demon, or whether it's you. Let yourself be a liar. Let every be a liar, but God be what? And I'm going to stop right now. Let's go, Lord, and praise Just preach to somebody real quick. Let God be true. Let him be true. And we know to let is to be in agreement. That's one connotation of let, to be in agreement. Let him be true. But let every man be what? And hold yourself like this. And just say to yourself, including. Finish it. Let every...